Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. This is the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Pirro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. I hope everybody's enjoying their Sunday so far. It's a uh, it's a great day in New York City, but it is a little wet and rainy. But as always, we're armed and ready to serve justice to all my great listeners and with all my great listeners on the Red Apple Audio Network. Look, there's so much that happened this week in America, so much to talk about. Hunter Biden gets indicted. What a shock. The same guy who tried to run through a plea bargain that was so absurd that it gave Hunter Biden immunity for the rest of his life. The same guy who put together that plea deal comes out and indicts Hunter Biden and everyone says, oh, it's serious. It's a 56 page indictment. This is the real deal. Well, I got something to tell you. It's hogwash. It's not the real deal. It's the same thing. They just jazzed it up with more information about hookers and expensive cars and nightlife and hotel. It's all this stuff we already knew about. It's all this stuff he put in his book, Beautiful Things, or whatever that book is called. Um, And you know what? I'll tell you what's missing. What's missing are the biggest years when we can connect Hunter Biden to Burisma and that old WhatsApp. I'm sitting here with my dad and we want that five million bucks. The years 2014 and 2015, that same prosecutor, David Weiss, allowed the statute of limitations to run so no one can bring that back. So you say to yourself, self or Janine, why is that important? Because it puts Joe Biden right in the middle of it but they let the statute of limitations pass and they have this big brouhaha that oh we're finally doing justice baloney and i'll tell you what else is baloney they didn't put anything in that indictment about farah that registered as a foreign agent the guy got tens of millions of dollars from foreign countries he doesn't even register as a foreign agent and the guy's so arrogant, there are some years he didn't even try to file a tax return. And then when he's under the gun and he says, gee, I have to file taxes, he uses some of the hotels as tax deductions. This guy's a real dirtbag, Hunter Biden. And you know what? I get more and more disgusted with Washington. But in terms of disgust, there's nothing more horrible than what we heard this week from college presidents. The University of Pennsylvania, my daughter went there, undergrad, she went to their law school, all right? Harvard, uh, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. These women, all three women, appeared before Congress to answer why Jewish students are afraid to go to class, why Jewish students are being harassed, why the Jews are suddenly a subclass of human at the most elite colleges and universities in the United States of America. Now, the reason is that these college professors, university professors, allow it. Folks, what's going on in America today, and I've said this before, this is a pre-World War II moment. It is disgusting. And I want you to listen in a couple of minutes, but I want to explain first. 
to these professors, each uh, to these presidents, each one of them should be fired. Each one should lose her job. They are embarrassments, not only to the United States of America, but to our educational institutions. All right. So there is a code of conduct where every university and every college has the ability to remove a student. Okay. It doesn't have to be a crime. It doesn't have to be something that, uh, you know, uh, is, 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 is so horrific that people call for the removal. There are certain conducts and behavior that are unacceptable. Now, what we heard from students was that they were afraid to go to class. They were told, don't wear a yarmulke. Don't wear the Star of David. Don't identify yourself as a Jew. Some of them were locked into the libraries. They were being harassed. This is the United States of America. And I want to ask you a question. If this were happening to blacks in America, all of us would be furious. All of us would demand the removal of these presidents for not removing those students who are harassing. Not just removing them, but protecting the Jewish students. What is so hard about that? They pay a fortune to go there and you can't protect them? So let's just hear what they have to say and then I'm gonna come back after you hear it and give you my thoughts. Dr. Kornbluth, yes. does M at MIT, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate MIT's code of conduct or rules regarding bullying and harassment, yes or no? If targeted at individuals not making public statements. Yes or no? Calling for the genocide of Jews does not constitute bullying and harassment? Ms. McGill, at Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no? If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. It's a context-dependent decision. That's your testimony today. Calling for the genocide of Jews is depending upon the context. That is not bullying or harassment. This is the easiest question to answer yes, Ms. McGill. And Dr. Gay, at Harvard, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. So the answer is yes, that calling for the genocide of Jews violates Harvard Code of Conduct, correct? Again, it depends on the context. It does not depend on the context. The answer is yes, and this is why you should resign. These are unacceptable answers across the board. Folks, what you just heard are three college professors, college and university professors. Liz McGill from the University of Pennsylvania, Claudine Gay from Harvard, and Cornbluff from MIT. All of them need to be removed and uh, for their inability, their refusal to even recognize that calling for the genocide of any group of people is sufficient to get you bounced out of one of these colleges. 
Every one of them could not say that calling for the genocide of Jews is wrong. They said it depends on the context. Well, or it depends on whether or not it fo- they follow up. What do you have to do? Kill a Jew for these university presidents to say, oh, then we'll consider removing these students? These Ivy League school presidents have to go. Their failure to condemn calls for the genocide of Jewish people is, is, is outrageous. It is disgusting. And they can no longer be the heads of our educational institutions. There is no hope for our students when presidents of universities can't even condemn the calling for the genocide of Jews or any company or any uh, uh, a group of people. And the amazing part of it all is every one of them says, well, it depends on whether they act on it. It depends on the context. It could be bullying or harassment. Are you stupid? You wonder why our kids are so woke because they don't know the basic moral theme. The moral core of this country is protecting people who are not in a position to protect themselves. The testimony was shameful and the board of trustees of every one of these colleges needs to uh, remove these presidents. And I'll do you one more. Every one of these colleges receives federal money. They get tax benefits. They get federal grants. They get contractor grants. It has to end. They have to go, and we have to remove any monies we give to these institutions. And honestly, I didn't even need to hear them. But once you hear them say, well, we don't know, calling for the genocide of Jews is right or wrong, well, we, it depends. You know what? That's enough. Get rid of them, get them out, and start all over. Anyway, today we're going to lighten things up because I think we need to be lightened up today with uh, comedian and radio host Jimmy Fallon. I'm going to be speaking with former chief counsel for nominations, U.S. Senate Commission on the Judiciary, Mike Davis. And then it's all coming up in just a few moments here on the Red Apple Audio Network. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. This is the Judge Janine Show. This is the Janine Bureau Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Bureau. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is the president of the uh, Article 3 Project, 
Uh, join me, Mike Davis, to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers uh, Foundation show. Now, Mike has been on the show before, folks. I'm sure uh, that you recognize him. Uh, we've been talking a lot about constitutional issues as well as the issues of executive privilege. Uh, but I want to start with Mike uh, on the issue uh, that that is most recent in terms of the press, and that is the Hunter Biden indictment. Now, uh, Michael, welcome to the show uh, on Friday, uh, actually late 30, Thursday night. Uh, they uh, they decided that they were going to indict Hunter Biden. The same prosecutor now known as special counsel indicts him. What's different about this indictment, if anything? Well, I mean, it, uh, if you read the indictment, it's like 56 pages. It's very detailed. It goes through uh, Hunter Biden's tax evasion schemes with his various uh, foreign entities that uh, he, he you know, essentially took millions of dollars over the years from all these foreign entities, and he didn't report the income. He spent the money on a lavish lifestyle. He used the money to do very corrupt things uh, with human trafficking and other uh, bad acts. And it looks like this David Weiss is finally charging him for this after David Weiss protected him and protected Joe Biden for so long. I will say this, Judge, if you read this indictment, it goes after the tax charges, but I'm I'm looking at this and saying, okay, what about the unre- being a, an unregistered foreign ah, agent? How about and there and it about, lies the rub, Michael Davis. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's it seems like David Weiss is doing the minimum that he needs to do exactly. to keep the pressure off of him because Col- James Comer, the House Oversight Chairman, has done such a good job of getting to these bank records and showing that money went from China to Hunter Biden to Hunter Biden's father, Joe Biden. So we have a corrupt and potentially compromised president of the United States. And I think David Weiss got caught covering up for the Bidens for many, many years. And this indictment seems like the bare minimum that he can do to bring these charges and look credible going after Hunter, but not charging Hunter with anything that's going to go after Joe. Right, right. And you know what? I think the the true faux pas, I mean, the true uh, gift that this guy, David Weiss, who I have no respect for, to be honest with you, given what the plea deal they tried to run by this Judge Narika, and thank goodness that she was savvy enough to uh, read uh, the fine print in in the uh, alleged plea agreement. But um, the the truth is that the 2014, 2015 years of taxes were the biggest years. And those are the years that they allowed the statute of limitations to pass. David Weiss did that. No one else but David Weiss did that. You didn't need to be a special counsel. You didn't need any special, you know, circumstance to do that. Just take your time and drag the case out. And had they done that, we would have seen tens of millions of dollars in those years. And then the issue of whether or not that five and $10 million came from the head of Burisma at the threat of Hunter Biden sitting there with his dad. Am I correct there? Yeah, you're correct. And remember, if if David Weiss would have actually done his job a lot sooner and not protect the Bidens, you might be able to get those tax years when, when Joe Biden is the sitting vice president of the United States, and that becomes a whole bigger problem for the Bidens if he's taken this money while he's the vice president of the United States versus being a corrupt scumbag and taking this Chinese money and Ukrainian money and 
you know, money from every other trouble spot around the world, every other hellhole around the world. If he's doing it as a private citizen, it's still bad. If he's doing it as the vice president, it is game over. Yeah, I agree with you there. But you know what's interesting, Michael Davis? What they did was they they added like a lot of puff to it. We already know that Hunter's a dirtbag. We already know he spent money on hookers and whores and living it up in the you know hotels and and what some and vast amount of money on these hookers and living the high life and and but we already knew this. We knew it from the press. We knew it from his own book. And now you know they have this puffed up indictment what 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 did you say 57 pages yeah it's like 56 or yeah 56 pages yeah 56 pages and so the american public is supposed to believe oh they really got to the bottom of it no it's the same stuff all over again but they didn't include his being a foreign agent and the amazing part of it michael davis is this guy didn't even didn't even file a tax return in the last few years. I mean, I don't care if you're drugged out, drugged up or anything else. You're the president's son and you don't uh, or a guy who's aiming to be president and you're not even filing a tax return. How arrogant, how how condescending is that to think, oh, these laws don't apply to me. I don't have to file a tax return. My daddy will take care of me. Yeah, especially when his daddy is the he campaigns on the fact he's going to go after rich people and make them pay their fair share. Yep. And his own scumbag son is not filing his tax returns and not paying his taxes. But you know what, Judge? He's an artist. You know, artists get forgetful. So, you know, uh, (laughs) maybe that's his excuse. He's well, an aloof artist. Well, you know what? I, I doubt that that is, uh, that is his true being. I think that Hunter Biden uh, has has developed some companies, Shell Corporations, Owasco, and all of those companies uh, in Albany where they were, you know, they were really the cover for what he was doing in terms of these international foreign schemes with the oligarchs that unfortunately any American can't help but wonder, is that why China is getting a smooth ride is that why all these oligarchs are you know are are benefiting and you know the whole thing with ukraine and i'm going to make a left turn here michael davis is you know americans are fed up with ukraine okay we spent two years funding this war had we done had we gone in and given them the weaponry that we knew they needed, we wouldn't have been involved for two years, okay? When Putin was lining up those tanks on the border, everybody knew what he was going to do. It wasn't an exercise, and yet it took months and months for the Americans to come through with the weaponry. And now they're saying, oh, you must give Ukraine some defense weapons or else, you know, Israel shouldn't get it, which is so offensive to me. How do you feel about that? I think what Russia did in Ukraine was bad, but, uh, you know, Ukraine is a corrupt country. We've mm-hmm. spent over $100 billion pouring money into that corrupt country, and those oligarchs are making a lot of money. And it seems like we're funding an endless war in Ukraine, right? right. And uh, uh, how, many, how many Americans can even name – and Nikki Haley can't even name the three, <laughs> uh, the three states in eastern Ukraine – that Russia invaded, the Russian-speaking states that Russia took. I, Nikki Haley, as the former UN ambassador, doesn't even know what those three states' names is. Why does the American... This is what I want to say to all these Ukraine flag wavers. How many loved ones, how many paychecks are you willing to sacrifice 
for three East uh, Russian speaking states in eastern Ukraine. Right. It's bad what Russia what Russia did there. And, it, it, you know, something should happen. But are you willing to sacrifice a paycheck or a loved one for Ukraine? Well, you know, it, it, the amazing part of it is when this first happened, most people didn't even know where Ukraine was. Most people are like, oh, is Ukraine an ally? I mean, who are they? They're a corrupt country. They've always been a corrupt country. Now, when Volodymyr Zelensky's uh, uh, wife came to New York City for the U.N., what did she spend, $100,000 at Cartier? I mean, he's not, he, the guy was a comedian before he was the president. So, I mean, I find some of that stuff very, very, very offensive. And yet Israel has always been our ally. Israel is our ally in a place where we need allies. And, you know, and still the Biden administration is out there pushing for uh, for Ukraine. And at some point we've got to recognize it may be an endless war. It may be an endless war that, you know, do we have people overseeing how they're fighting that war where Joe Biden said he was sending one of the generals over to make sure that that Israel fought the war the way the United States wanted it to? I mean, it, it's just stunning the, the, the double sidedness in how they're handling these two countries. Yeah, and it's the problem is, is that if Joe Biden actually wanted to build political consensus for the American people to support Ukraine, he's do, he's done a very bad job at it. He's made it so divisive. He's made Ukraine, uh, you know, just a money pit for the American taxpayers. And like you said, I think the American people are waking up and saying, okay, how much more are we going to spend on this in this war? And how much richer are right. these Ukrainian oligarchs going to get out of this war? Right. Right, exactly. And and yet right now it appears that uh, Israel is, you know, fighting to win uh, and the United States is continuing to take hits. I don't know how many 67, 68 uh, Americans have been injured in the Middle East, in Iraq and Syria by the Iranian proxies. Uh, and even we had a ship that was, you know, Kirby tried to say, well, it wasn't really our ship that they were attacking, uh, where we are under fire. And yet uh, uh, Biden doesn't bother to respond when so many of our American military men have been injured in the Middle East. Yeah, I would remember this. President Obama and President Biden both sent billions of dollars to Iran, Iran funds Hamas. Hamas killed over 1,200 people, including Americans. They took over uh, over 200 hostages, including Americans, and they committed the worst atrocities imaginable on October 7th. They yep. raped, yep. kidnapped, tortured, murdered women, children, the elderly, the disabled. Hamas, they're monsters. And uh, what, what Joe Biden needs to do, what Tony Blinken needs to do is get the hell out of Israel's way so Israel can finish the mm -hmm. job. We, Israel doesn't need anything from us except for us to get the hell out of the way. Right, right. But, you know, unfortunately, Israel needs the United States to continue to supplement, um, you know, the, uh, the, the dome. And, you know, they do need us to continue the fight. I mean, they can't do it alone at this point. So, uh, you know, they are seeking some help from the United States. But, you know, this ceasefire that we saw, and I, I read uh, that uh, Hamas has killed 
uh, an Israeli hostage. Uh, that was reported, uh, I think it was on Friday. Uh, and uh, it is, you know, it's very frightening and it's very disconcerting that we have these pauses. And yet at the same time, there are still over 100 hostages that Hamas has in the tunnels, or maybe the Palestinian jihadists in the West Bank have them. We don't even know where they are. Yeah, we're, de- we're dealing with evil, and instead of giving evil money, we need to destroy it. Yeah. Well, I think on the other hand, though, uh, it, not just destroy it, but stop funding uh, Iran and giving it the ability to do what it's doing. Finally, uh, Michael Davis, I want to talk to you about uh, what's going on in New York City. They say that President Trump will be taking the stand uh, next week or this coming week uh, in that civil case with Judge Ergaron. I mean, I, I have to tell you, Michael Davis, every time I watch it, I, I'm offended. This judge is outside of the bounds of anything I've ever seen. And I say that as a former judge myself. Uh, it is stunning what they are doing to this president who is former president, who is running for president, uh, in an effort to, I believe, stop him from getting out there and campaigning. Yeah, I mean, this is obviously lawfare. It's obviously election interference. They impeached Trump twice for nonsense. They're, they've indicted Trump four times for non-crimes. Uh, and uh, now they're bringing in this so-called fraud lawsuit against Trump for paying back sophisticated Wall Street banks on time as agreed in full with interest and somehow that's fraud this new york attorney general this democrat new york attorney general tish james campaigned on the fact that she's going to get trump she teamed up with this goofball democrat judge arthur ingeron who just decreed before before the trial even started before there was evidence before witnesses and other evidence he just decreed there was somehow fraud and then he's going to shut down trump's business i mean it's just this is this is like a Soviet trial that we're watching, and fortunately, this guy is such a goofball. This guy, this judge is so that I think even these Democrat appellate judges are going to be shamed into reversing what he does. Well, I think that they will be, and honestly, I don't believe there's any way, given the fact that he actually said on the bench. Letitia James was right in going after Trump because Trump is a bad guy while he is deciding the facts. I mean, it's an equity case. I understand that. But he is deciding, you know, the the liability and whether or not the damages and it'll take away the uh, the basically the ability of Donald Trump and the Trump organization to uh, do business. He's calling him a bad guy before the trial is even over and commending Letitia James. I ran for DA. I mean, I was a prosecutor for many, many years. If I did that, they would have me removed from office. And yet we're living in a time, Michael, where everything is upside down, where you can actually campaign on, I'm going to get Trump. I don't know what I'm going to get him for, but I'm going to get him. I mean, can you imagine if someone campaigned on, I'm going to get Joe Biden uh, and uh, I'm going to get, you know, Jill Biden or whatever. It's just, it's un-American. It's not what we do but we've turned into a third world country yeah and i this it needs to end and how this ends is the american people need to say on november 5th 2024 that we get to pick the next president not these democrat prosecutors and these democrat judges and these democrat juries 
and these Democrat hellholes like New York, D.C., and Atlanta, we the people get to decide, get to decide the next presidential election. Well, you know, I work in New York City, but I got to tell you, Michael, I've been in D.C. I think D.C.'s in worse shape than New York City, and that's pretty bad. I mean, where are you? Are you in D.C.? I I split my time between D.C. and Colorado. I'm in D.C. right now. And, man, (laughs) it's very unsafe here, and it's very unsafe in places that were not unsafe just a year ago because Joe Biden has diverted so many law enforcement resources from the U.S. Attorney's Office to go after Trump, Trump's aides, Trump supporters, Christians, parents, instead of the the violent criminals who have taken over Washington, D.C. Yeah, and it is is very disturbing, not even mentioning the illegals uh, who, by the way, uh, someone said to me, they're not illegal anymore. They are asylum seekers. They are here legally seeking asylum. I said, oh, my God, the the benefit of language and semantics. So they're no longer illegal aliens. You know, they cross the border. They may or may not have gotten a court date 10 years down the line, but they are legally asylum seekers. You know, it's just a question of how before that whole thing explodes. But anyway, Michael Davis, I want to thank you for joining us on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Uh, it's always good having you and getting your insight. Have a great week this week. Merry Christmas. Good, good oh. Thank you for having me on. Oh, Merry Christmas to you, too. Up next on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I will gavel out with my closing argument. It's all coming up here on the Red Apple Audio Network. This is the Judge Janine Show. This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us is my friend. He is a comedian and he is the host of Fox Across America. Join me in welcoming Jimmy Fallon to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. He's a stand-up comedian. He's a TV commentator. And we need a few laughs, Jimmy. How was your week? Uh, listen, uh, I had the I had the same week I had the same week you did, uh, but I have to correct your intro. You forgot to mention that I'm the best dressed man in cable news. Yeah, I forgot. You wear a tuxedo for every show. <laughs> listen, Judge, I I gave you fifty dollars to read the exact intro you read. But you oh didn't my leave out gosh, no, word. you didn't. No, I you kid. Didn't. I love yeah, you. Yeah, I know. I know you're kidding. All right, now listen. <laughs> uh, but you always do wear tuxedos. Let's talk about that. I'd like to be dolled up in a gown every day, but I can't. You know, <laughs> you have to come down to earth. You have to be real. Yeah. Well, well, let's talk about it, Judge. The reason I wound up in tuxedos all over the Fox News Channel yeah. is because, as you know, as you know, I started out as a cab driver here in New York City, driving a yellow cab twelve hours a day and doing stand-up comedy at night. And when I got to Fox News and started to be surrounded by people like yourself, I quickly learned that I needed to distract from my glaring lack of intellect. Okay, I'm not even kidding. The the jack the jackets kids would always get a comment and it would buy me a minute to figure out what everybody was talking about. And now I've kind of closed the gap. And I kind of am dealt into these conversations. So I've toned it down slightly, slightly. Okay. All right. Well, but that means instead of studs, it's just satin lapels, right? 
<laughs> I'm not shopping at the same Liberace estate sale that I was in 2020. Uh, all right. Listen, uh, I'm, I'm going to let you uh, talk about where your next shows are. But, you know, I got to come to one of your shows. I really want to. But let's let's talk turkey here. I was fuming in my opening statement today. I am so furious about these half-wit women, which makes me even, you know, when I see a woman in a position of power, I want mm-hmm. to applaud, okay? Because mm-hmm. I had to yep. fight. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I'm no spring chicken here. But um, I had to fight to for an equal footing. But then when I see yep. people like Kamala Harris, it's like, oh, God, help us. This woman's a vice president. <laughs> Even Charlemagne to God was like, hey, Joe, step aside and take her with you. What do you think of that? You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, in all honesty, it, it's such a, you know, this is a telling moment because Charlemagne saying this about Biden, he's not the first prominent black celebrity. The rapper Ice Cube said this. These conversations are being had. And the reason it's such a problem for Biden is they're not obviously going to lose the black vote because the Democrats spend the whole campaign calling Republicans racist. But they're going to lose a significant chunk of the black vote because what Charlemagne realizes is Biden has done nothing for anybody. There's no community you could point to and go, oh, yeah, those guys are better off now that he's around. And when you compound that with the fact that Biden does seem to be, you know, a little asleep behind the wheel at times. You think and doesn't even he have can't the... even get the car started. What do you mean asleep oh. behind the wheel? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Well, listen, that's a, you judge, that's a good thing because nobody would let him drive them anywhere. Yeah, that's okay? true. And it's a Let's... clown car, but uh, yeah, keep going. <laughs> but, but the point is, Charlemagne has no loyalty to Biden. And if you remember, okay, Kamala was on Charlemagne's TV show about a year ago. And they got in a really contentious standoff where the interview got cut short because he asked Kamala a year ago. He said, hey, who's really running the country? We all know Joe Biden's not the president. And when Charlemagne was saying that a year ago, he never imagined that a year later they'd be talking about putting Biden on the ballot again. Okay, right now you are to get people to vote for Joe Biden. This is like selling a beach vacation to a movie theater that just watched Jaws. Okay, (laughs) it ain't easy. Like the Bahamas, right? Yeah, it ain't easy. Left and right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Not good. So I I applaud Charlemagne for his candor because, as you know, okay, traditionally in liberal circles, even if you feel that way, you're not supposed to say it. Charlemagne doesn't care, and that's a problem for Biden because if these conversations happen out loud, He's going right. to lose a lot of his Hollywood support. That's why he's out in Hollywood fundraising right now. Yeah, yeah. His son just got indicted, a 17-count indictment. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's out there raising money as if he didn't get enough money from his son. But I'm not even going to go there. I want to talk <laughs> about um, these college professors. Uh, they infuriate mm-hmm. me, the university presidents. Yep. Whether we're talking yep. about Claudine Gay from Harvard or Liz McGill from McGill. Penn, or, yeah, yep. and Cornbluff from MIT. What's with these halfwits? Now I know that the educational system is screwed up. And by the way, spent a fortune sending my daughter to the University of Pennsylvania undergraduate, and then she went to law school at the University mm-hmm. of Pennsylvania. I mean, they can't even say calling for the genocide of a group of people, Jews in particular, uh, mm-hmm. is is not sufficient and is not wrong. It's not sufficient to get them removed from the yeah. college. They should yeah. be fired uh fired not not they shouldn't be allowed to resign they should be fired before they can because there are certain questions that don't deserve a second chance straight up okay is genocide bad there's only one answer okay if calling for an intifada against the jews is that bad 
get straight up, you get one crack at certain questions. You know, if you were hiring a ba- if you were hiring a babysitter, and you're like, you to keep my kids safe, and they were like, probably not. You're not yeah. gonna ask them a second time. You're like, Say that again. You're just gonna move on to a new babysitter, and that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is absolutely stunning, and you wonder why our kids are so messed up. You know, if they called for if they called for the genocide of blacks, uh, every, oh, everyone yeah. in America would be out there furious. But Jews, everybody's like, yeah, I'm not so sure. <laughs> it's uh, it's outrageous. It drives me crazy because this is the one thing, okay, as New Yorkers, okay, as people who were here, who were here for 9-11, as horrific as it was, we knew the world had our back, okay? To see the Jews going through their own 9-11 and having people respond to it with, yeah, but, okay, yep. it really is disgusting. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what drives me so crazy about it is the people doing this are the ones who were calling you and me culturally insensitive for the last five years. Right. These colleges cancel Halloween because they say, well, you know, these costumes are culturally insensitive. This girl dressed up like a Disney princess, but she's not Polynesian. But now if you'll excuse me, I've got to go to the rally calling for the death of Israel. I mean, yeah. pretty yeah. culturally insensitive. Yeah. And you know what? What is really incredible is the fact that they always needed a safe space. They needed a place to cry after Donald Trump was elected. <laughs> they need to be protected. They everything triggers them. They're a bunch of wusses. OK, they just oh, they and, you know, and calling for the death of Jews where you actually have Jewish students on campus afraid to go to school because school mm-hmm. telling them don't wear your yarmulke, don't wear a star of David. Yep. I mean, how crazy is this, Jimmy? I can't believe it. I really can't. And I feel yep. so terrible that America has gotten to this point. It's really disgusting. Yep. No, disgusting. It, it is. It's terrible. And, 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 and again and again and again, everybody needs to know that the people leading us to this bleak point are the people, okay, who get their way politically by calling the other people racist. I mean, how much time has the left said, you know, that white supremacy on the right was the cause of all this roots uh, anti-Semitism, okay? Whatever right-wing, you know, jackasses are out there right now that are anti-Semitic, they're a mom and pop, you know, compared to big academia, compared to the elite college schools. And I'm not saying either of them are right, But the fact that we have so much of this left in our country is basically because the left has been using weaponized projection. They call everybody else what they are. And that's where we are right now. We were all called a racist for five years because they are. Right. And the amazing part of it is that, you know, nothing has happened uh, and that they could not answer a simple question. They could not Mm -hmm. answer is calling for the genocide of Jews. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 the kind of conduct Terrible. that should be denied, uh, that should be punished. No, well, it depends on the context. It depends upon <sighs> whether they act on it. What do you have to do? Kill someone and then you'll say it? It's really shameful. All right. I, I want to talk about one more thing with you, Jimmy. And mm-hmm. that is uh, our favorite squad member, Ayanna Presley. <laughs> She's my favorite today. <laughs> she says 16-year-olds should be able to vote and criminals in jail should be able to vote. Now, I, I'm going to, you know, I want to be clear, I, even though I'm prosecutor, I'm hardline. Once you've served your time, darn it, you paid your debt. You should be able to yep. vote. 
They want them to vote while they're in jail. Can you imagine what the ballots are going to look like? Hey, everybody, you know, I'm going to go in there and collect ballots from a jail. This, I mean, this has got to be worse than the 2020 election. <laughs> well, you give the Democrats credit for inclusion. They yeah. let prisoners vote. They let dead people vote. They are inclusive. OK, but no, the truth is it's absurd. But the reason you hear things like this is because it's more people they can buy votes off of. They want classes of people that they can count on for their vote because they need something from the government. So if you're a criminal, they can then run on, well, look at all of these things we're going to do for people in jail. And you're sitting there as an inmate going, oh, I guess I'm going to vote for them. You know, if you're a 16 year old, they can cater policy towards you. And that's Mm -hmm. most of what the Democrats do now. They don't actually have policies that improve anybody's lives, but they have policies that are targeted directly at certain social groups. Every one of their policies, like, for instance, you know, they thought defund the police would get them the the black vote. You know, they they catered to black people with that, even though it was destructive for the black community. But then you take something like climate change. Who did they aim that at? Stupid people. They aimed it at stupid people. And stupid people are like, yeah, we can control the weather. It's the dumbest thing in the world. But that's how they get by. Now, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. I believe that, you know, the blacks, uh, they're now projecting that 22% of the blacks are going to vote for Donald Trump. And, you know, my liberal friends on the five say, no, no, that'll never happen. I'm going to tell you, I think it can happen. You know why? Aside Mm. from all this stuff we're talking about, I think the blacks are looking at at what's happening to Donald Trump. Here's this Mm -hmm. guy, you know, when he was president, they had more jobs that, you know, everything was, you know, more jobs than ever in the history of this country for blacks and minorities and all that. They're looking Mm -hmm. at him saying they're cuffing it and him, too, and they want to throw him in jail. And he's got he's got a uh, mugshot. I really think Mm -hmm. that they're going to go for Donald Trump in a higher numbers than we ever suspected. Oh, a million percent. And we know that's true. Because not only the quality of life argument that you just made about how things were better under Trump and the fact that, you know, he is being wrongly prosecuted, but the reality is Biden, okay, and we've seen this, okay, Biden insults the black community at every turn. When he says voter ID is Jim Crow on steroids, he's saying black people are incapable of getting an ID so much so that it would be worse than when the Jim Crow laws were physically attacking them if they tried to vote. And I think the black community, and I know for a fact the black community, has enough self-respect that they don't want to be pandered to anymore. But that's what the Democrats do. They pander, and it's insulting. And I'm telling you, okay, you're right to say 22. I, I, would, I would venture to say it's going to be 30 because yep. celebrities aren't scared to speak out on his behalf anymore because they've seen all the damage done to their communities. Right. Plus, there's another piece to it. Um, you know, the celebrities like Charlemagne the God – you know, he doesn't want Joe Biden to run. Where's he going to no. go? Is he going to, uh, if Joe Biden is on the ticket, is he? I don't think he's going to vote for Joe because he's had Joe fought with him the first time when Joe yep. said to him, if you ain't vote for yep. me, you ain't black. I mean, really? Yep. You say that to a black man? And then Kamala screws it up even more. <laughs> and now it's like the guy's a half what He can't walk and talk at the same time without falling or mumbling. So, um, you know, you're not wrong. Yeah, well, thank you. I I pretty much think I'm right most of the time, too. Thank you, Jimmy. (laughs) I mean, and that's just reality. And and he can't campaign anyway. Joe Biden has the public appearance schedule of a groundhog, okay? 
He ain't out there. If you tell people you saw Joe Biden, they talk to you like you claim you met Bigfoot. They're like, oh, what was he? Hey, Vinny, this guy says he saw Joe Biden campaigning. Was he there yeah. with Elvis? They don't well, even believe you. You know what? They they now admit that their their campaign strategy is bubble wrap. Last time it was the basement. Now it's bubble wrap. Bubble wrap. I mean, you know, I feel like he's El Cid. Remember in the movie, El Cid, you probably don't. They had to put what's his name up on a horse, you know, yeah. so that the so that the other army would say, oh, my God, El Cid is still alive. You better run for the hills. Right. That's what they're going to do with Joe, except nobody's going to run. Everybody's going to go after him. So I don't know. All right. Any final thoughts you have, uh, Jimmy, for the holiday? You want to wish us all Merry Christmas or what? Well, listen, you are, as you know, the wind beneath my wings. Oh, I'm not going to sing. You say that not, to every woman. But go not, ahead. Not every, not every woman. Like 83%. Judge. Yeah. I have a you know, discernible palate here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, the point is uh, I am very grateful. I am very grateful more than ever this year, for real, uh, for something I call family privilege. You hear a lot of terms like uh, white privilege, check your privilege. The truth is in society, if you come from a good family that has a work ethic, uh, that's supportive, that's privilege, like because a lot of people don't have that. And I'm grateful that I do. And I think everybody out there, uh, you know, if you do have a good family, just be thankful for it this year, because if we've learned anything this year, it's a lot of families didn't raise their kids. Right, Judge. Man. And and you know what? (laughs) Thinking you're sending them to an Ivy League. uh, That's probably the worst thing you ever did. All right. Jimmy (laughs) Fallon, we love you. Uh, and uh, we will make sure that uh, in the new year we will have you back because we love having you on. But All right. Love Merry it, Christmas. Miss you already. Right. You're the best. <laughs> Goodbye. Up next on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I will gavel out with my closing argument. It's all coming up here on the Red Apple Audio Network. This is the Judge Janine Show. This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Okay, now it's time for me to gavel out with my closing argument. Here's the bottom line, folks. We're in trouble. We've got to straighten out some of these universities. We've got to fight for those who are being uh, 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 threatened and harassed in this country. Get rid of these college professors and these university uh, uh, presidents who think it's okay to threaten genocide. And more importantly, we've got to get back to basics. And if you're looking for a good Christmas gift, why don't you get a copy of my book, Crimes Against America? You can get it on Amazon, How the Left is Taking Down Our Republic. It is published by Winning Team Publishing, and it is a pretty great book. It's prescient, actually. What if your entire country became a crime scene? It's happened, and I identify the perpetrators. Anyway, we're out of time now. Thanks so much for being with us. We will see you next week, same time, same place, same me. Be well. Bye. 
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 